You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Lynn Devitt, and we appreciate your... We're in our last segment of today's show, and we are lucky to have Roxanne Sullinan joining us via phone this time. Often she joins us in studio, but she is in Bismarck over the phone. Good morning, Roxanne. Good morning. Yeah, I wish I could be in studio today, but I'm over here in Bismarck, and the interstates are not drivable right now getting home, but I I was going to be here anyway, and this is this is where many Christmases has, have happened for me through the years. So I feel like I'm in the right place, but I wish I could be sitting next to you right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was saying earlier today that earlier when I checked, Fargo, North Dakota was the warmest city in our listening area this morning. We were at 30. Oh, wow. We were at 34. Most of you were at 29 or 28. So it was like a, a just a heat wave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, even yeah. like Sioux Falls south of us and Rapid City, like everyone was colder than Fargo. 34 degrees. We put our shorts on on our way to work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, in Bismarck, it's not looking so great. I can no. see ice forming on the windows here at my mom's place. It's a six story building and we're on the sixth floor. I can see the Capitol right out the window here. But um, it's uh, there's a lot of ice out there, so hopefully people are being cautious. Well, and that's just it. It was right under freezing for all of the other areas, and here in Fargo, it's just really wet. So it was we were yeah. very thankful for that. So, well, thank you so much for joining us. You're here to talk about the twelve days of Christmas, and and you know you wrote a book called The Twelve Days of Christmas in North Dakota. We'll, we're going to talk about that later. Um, mm-hmm. But how has your Christmas been? You know, when I was looking at the questions beforehand, I was having this, like, magical vision of all the wonderful things I was going to be sharing about Christmas right now. And instead, it, it's been such a such a strange time of um, my husband and a couple of the kids had to leave. We had to open presents really fast in the, in the morning, which was kind of unusual, but I wanted to be there. And they were going to have to leave early. We had We had these meals planned, you know, all the planning, and then all this stress suddenly comes into to play and everyone's scrambling and trying to figure out how do I get to where I need to be and not get stuck. And, you know, this, this is life in North Dakota, but it was so surprising this year because it was an amazing winter and travel just seemed like it wasn't going to be an issue this year. And then all of a sudden there were some kind of hints of that. So I would say overall um, my Christmas has been some difficult moments sprinkled with occasional and deep moments of joy. Does that resonate with you? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I am very, I actually grew up north of Bismarck. I grew up in Washburn, North Dakota, and um, I have an aunt and uncle in uh, Mandan that we would go, um, actually we spent more Thanksgivings with them than Christmas, but it was very common for us to drive and travel actually to western North Dakota, to Belfield, North Dakota. And I, first of all, I don't remember there not being snow ever yeah. in, you know, 49 years. I just, I don't remember that. Um, but now, I'm, now that I'm in Fargo, my parents live two blocks away. My, ki- my older kids who are out of the house are still in Fargo. My youngest still lives there. 
and we okay. spent Christmas in Fargo, and there's something pretty peaceful about not traveling <laughs> over Christmas. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I grew up the opposite. I was in northeast Montana, and but my parents were from North Dakota. My mom was from Bismarck, so every year we would come here, and um, every, uh, yeah, I mean, there were years that it took us 13 hours to get, it's like a five-hour five drive, you know, yeah. so... Um, but I guess it's kind of a metaphor for life, right? I mean, yeah. uh, the, in, in fact, uh, if you don't mind, I have a, a, something I want to share, like, right away, because I'm going through this Orion pilgrimage through Advent and Christmas, and it's, it's like a meditative Lexio Divina kind of thing that a priest over in Wisconsin started, and I hopped in last year, and just, it was so beautiful. And, it, it you know, it starts at Advent and goes all the way through February 2nd, so it goes through the whole Christmas season, and, and um, which is wonderful, and kind of leads into the 12 days, but um, there, I read it this morning, the, the meditation, and I just wanted to read it for listeners because it describes kind of that mix of joy and sorrow mm-hmm. that I kind of mentioned earlier, but so this priest writes, one day we celebrate the peace and joy of Christmas, and the next day we're celebrating a martyrdom, because it's the Feast of uh, St. Stephen, or the memory, mem- memorialization. Why would the Church celebrate the first martyr on the day after Christmas? And he goes on to say, Jesus is entering occupied territory. The world belongs to his Father, but the enemy has usurped the throne and claimed it for himself. Mm-hmm. Jesus is returning to reclaim what is rightfully his. His birth is like an invasion of grace and light into a dark world of full of sin. We should not be surprised that the enemy would fight back. The faithful servants of the infant king will have to be prepared to serve him even unto death. And so for me, this kind of puts in perspective because one of the things my husband said when when we were faced with yet another weather dilemma that we thought we weren't going to be faced with this year was Satan doesn't want us to gather. <laughs> you know, like It's like, I know we can't blame all the bad things on the evil one, but like if there was if he had any control over these kinds of things, this would be the perfect scenario for him to stop us from being together and, and to cause worry and fear, right? Instead of, like, to allow us to feel the joy and peace of of God entering the world and desiring to be with us and for us to be with our families. Instead, we, we are thrown into chaos. But, like, reading that this morning, it, it, it helped me because mm-hmm. it made me realize, no, like, we, we need to expect these things and that the world is going to be hard, and just thinking about some different things, you know, all the stress, like my husband on the way back to Fargo, they call, you know, they're trying to get home before the ice storm hits, and, and one of the kids calls and says, Mom, um, Dad has your car keys in oh, his no. pocket, because we went to midnight mass, and I'm like, okay, you know, just just get there and send them through the mail, and I'll just, I'll figure it out. <laughs> But then I realized I had some medications that one of my family members needs here because I thought, you know, we were going to be together, and now I'm stressing. So, you know, it's all of those things. But even more impactful was on Christmas Eve, um, a friend of mine, um, her her son, who's also a friend, and his family were in a, a serious car accident on the interstate in between Fargo and Bismarck. And um, it's Janine Bitson, her son, and she's one of our oh, hosts. Yeah for Real Presence Radio, she gave me permission to, to mention this on, on the air this morning because um, it, it, it impacts our, our family, our, our radio family, and I just wanted to have a call out for prayers, but uh, it was serious, and it was him and his wife and five kids, little kids, 
but um, he is doing well. They are all well physically. He was the one that was airlifted and had some some um, concerning uh, effects of that. They rolled three times, I believe it was. Um, and so, anyway, um, she said this morning that uh, she really wanted to focus on the joy and the healing that is happening very rapidly in her son. And and he he does have a broken back, um, mm. about broken vertebrae, but. He's just going. He's going to be okay. He didn't have to have surgery, and his family's all okay and surrounded by family. So, I just again um, the the mixture of joy and and sorrow and worry and and this beautiful uh, you know reality of Christ coming into the world. It's all it's all mixed together. But I think we need to always, no matter what, how dark things or worrisome things get, always be watching for Christ presence and for the miracles that he he wants to bring into our lives and he will there are christmas miracles in every single situation we just need to keep our eyes open for that so that's the main message i wanted to give yeah that's and and we heard about um every morning here at real presence radio we get together at about eight thirty to do our um prayer to pray together as a as a group, and um, we did include him in our prayers this morning. Father mentioned um, a priest that had fallen, and um, so right, right before you were on, Roxanne, I'm not sure if you heard, Father Kyle, Kyle Metzger was here, and he was saying how his Christmas um, got a little bit disrupted because he's the principal of Shanley, so he was expecting to maybe help out. Well, he ended up getting called to a parish a um, couple hours away, because of a priest who had fallen and was injured mm. and couldn't, and um, and so we actually had included both of those, both those people in our morning prayers um, because, just like you said, these these things in this joy, um, people have sorrow um, mm-hmm. because because mm-hmm. regardless of what's going, you know, it like we're still we're still like living a life um, and things happen. And weather mm-hmm. impacts things. In this case, the weather impacted both of these things. He fell and um, was injured in the car accident. And, um, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, I, I think of even today's reading for St. Stephen. You know, all of this was happening. And um, St. Stephen says, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand. Like he's, he's literally going to be stoned to death. And he sees the joy yeah. of Christ. And, yes. and what a good reminder for all of us, right? Yeah, and, and one of the things more personally for me is that despite my family being broken up and not being able to stay here, I mean, I still have family around, but the thing is, is my husband did get here in time to celebrate Christmas Eve Mass, and, and, and we had some kids also with us, and at the cathedral where my parents were married and where my mom was baptized, and I actually have some relatives that helped build the cathedral, and so it's like there's all these be- it's, it was so beautiful on Christmas Eve and just brought me back to that place of joy and, and coming here for Christmas since I was a little girl and and having my family with me. So like when my husband was felt felt apologetic, but he's like, I just think we need to go back or we're going to get stuck. And I said, you know what? We got Christmas Eve together mm-hmm. and I'm good. Like yeah. I, do what you need to do. Like I'll be okay and we'll we'll reunite later. But. That was my gift, you know, to be there and and celebrating with him and, and our family. So um, you just you, you pull in the blessings and, and just revel in those while you can and know that God, again, wants to bless us, wants yeah. to bring miracles into our life. Well, and this storm is really affecting 
almost all of our listening area. You know, the, yeah. the eastern part of South Dakota was really, really hammered. And so I, I suspect that there are similar stories um, across our listening area. So we, we definitely want to include all of those who are were impacted by these ice storms and include them yeah. in our prayers because it, it's, a, it's a mess out there. And if, if it were freezing here in Fargo, there's no way we would be doing this show because Aaron would not be here. He drove from, <laughs> he drove from Grand Forks yeah. last night and, and oh, wow. the roads would probably even be closed. So, um, so we're very, very thankful. So we're going to be going to a break here. This is Lynn Devitt. Roxanne is on the phone. Roxanne is Solonen. And we'll be coming back and talking about the 12 days of Christmas. Please stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In his letter to the city of Philippi, Paul exhorts us to rejoice in the Lord always. Then, just to make sure we get it, he repeats himself, rejoice. He encourages us to have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving to let our requests be made known to God. We can exercise trust and total dependence on Him. Praise, worship, and conversation with God are not designed to change Him. They are designed to change us. It is in the heart of that praise that we discover that nothing is impossible with God and that life in the Holy Spirit is a life of peace. This peace is our witness to a war-torn, bloody, fatigued, and depressed world. This peace is our birthright once we completely belong to Him. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Lynn Devitt, and I am on the phone with Roxanne Sullenin. Um, and she is an author and part-time host in, um, for, for Real Presence Live. And she writes articles for the forum, and, and she's just all over the place. And I'm so excited to have her on. Um, so now, now what we're going to talk about, Roxanne, is you wrote a book called The Twelve Days of Christmas in North Dakota, which, um, full disclosure, is, is really not a Catholic book. Um, right. But it's mm-hmm. adorable. And if you want to know a lot about North Dakota, it's adorable. 
Um, and it's a kid's book to basically explain different things in North Dakota. And, and there, there are some very beautiful religious um, things in there, but just, uh, just so people know when they buy it, it's, 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 not a cat, it's not meant to be religious. It's just meant to tell you about North Dakota, and North Dakota is awesome. Um, but um, really, what, what is this? And as you were writing, the, getting ready to write this book, you also wanted to learn a little bit about 12 Days of Christmas, is my, is my understanding understanding so let's talk about that like what are the 12 days of christmas yeah well kind of like i'm not an expert on that but like i'd heard things to the years and you know it's just one of the things i love about being catholic is is all of the stories you know all of the pictures and the saint stories and, and there's just so much history and not only is there a history but we we try to keep it alive and so that we have these things going back you know many many years like so, um, I mean, again, I have, I have to kind of l- rely on other resources a little bit, but basically um, it, it is, the 12 Days of Christmas is also called Christmas Tide, and for, for many of the Western Christian denominations, um, this Christmas Tide is a 12-day festive religious season that celebrates the Nativity of Jesus. Like, we're just getting started here, you know? We, we kind of had a build-up with, with Advent and slow build-up and kind of just cleansing our soul and getting ready for this wonderful event, but it's really just starting. I remember when I was younger, and I was like, why are we singing Christmas carols like it's over kind of a thing, like, you know, the Christmas trees are out on the curb, and, you know, yep. but, but now I just love so much that, including, you know, Easter, too, that that goes on in, in this, this, this celebration, but it's the 12 days supposedly represent the time it took for the three wise men or the kings to travel to Bethlehem to visit baby Jesus and offer him gifts. And then in certain Eastern Orthodox denominations, it's instead a celebration of the time from Christ's birth to his baptism. But basically, this one author that I read said, the the festival season is is a time of religious feast days and constant stream of feasts, entertaining and merrymaking. So if if you're not uh, preparing for for partying right now, you should. (laughs) Get that party hat on. <laughs> That's good so, to know with gifts, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, and and of course, there, so really, it it started in um, in England. It was an English Christmas Carol, and from 1558 until 1829, Roman Catholics in England were were not permitted to practice their faith openly, and so this carol was written as a catechism song for young Catholics. And so there's there's actually two levels of meaning. There's the surface meaning plus a hidden meaning that were only it was only known to members of the church. So each element in the carol has a code word for a religious reality which the children could remember. So to fit the number scheme there's there's a you know different all the way 1 to 12. So mm-hmm. um, do you do you happen to know them Lynn? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, I'm sure I know a couple. If you start yeah. singing I'm sure I can sing along. <laughs> And I do, you know, my, my book, The 12 Days of Christmas in North Dakota, actually is written in the same rhyme scheme as, okay. as the, this one. So I can I can sing the book, even though, again, it's mostly secular, um, to, to kids when I go and do author visits. So oh, kind of wonderful. It, yeah, one builds upon the other and such. But yep. um, so, so, yeah, so um, the true love that one hears in the song, a lot of people think it's a smitten boy or girlfriend, but it's not. It's Jesus Christ, because truly love was born on Christmas Day. And then the partridge and the pear tree also represents him, because that bird is willing to sacrifice its life, if, if necessary, to protect its young by feigning in injury to draw away predators. <clears throat> so what do you think the two turtle doves um, represent? Gosh, the Old and the New Testament. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, I've, I've read this. I mean, I, I've read okay. the, this, this breakdown, yes, yes. The Old yeah, and the New well, Testament. Okay. Okay, I'll see what you remember. So then maybe you, maybe you know all of them. Maybe you're sitting there and it's right in front of you. No, it's, it's not in front of me. <laughs> okay. I will be going okay. by my memory. So. Okay, so three French hens. This one I don't remember. Faith, oh, hope, and love. yes, gosh. Okay. <laughs> four calling birds. The four books of the New Testament. Right, Matthew, Gospels, Mark, yep. Gospels, yes. Yep. And then the, what about the five golden rings? Oh, my gosh. Torah. Yes, the five okay. first, first yes. five books of the Old Testament, which okay. describe man's fall into sin, and then the great love of God sending a Savior. How about the six geese Elaine? Oh, is that the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the one of those? That one's kind of tricky. It's yeah. the six days of creation. Oh, okay. I always think of the seven, right? Oh, right, yes, <laughs> so seven, was... yes, seven, yes. Okay. Yeah, and then seven swans of swimming. Is the, are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, contribution, leadership, and mercy. Eight mil- maids of milking. No, not going <laughs> to remember that one. Beatitudes. Ah, yeah, the yes. eight beatitudes. Gosh. Okay. And then the nine ladies dancing were the, I'll, I'll give you this one, okay. the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, ah, charity, okay. joy, peace, patience, goodness. Anyway, um, and then how about ten lords leaving? You can get that one. Ten commandments. Yeah. Oh, eleven you. pipers piping. I don't think so. <laughs> that was the eleven faithful apostles. Oh, right. <laughs> right. And, and then, then finally, 12 drummers drumming. That one, I don't think I would... Yeah, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, 12 points of belief that are in the Apostles' Creed. So yeah. that is what they all stand for, and that's kind of a little bit of the story of the 12 days of Christmas. So, again, 12 days of rejoicing and leaping and all of that. Awesome. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom was a faith formation teacher, a catechism teacher, and she did the Christmas program at my church, and um, she made, like, two-foot-tall, um, like, pictures of all of the 12 days of Christmas. And the kids would, during their, they would hold, you know, hold up, you know, 12 lords of leaping, 11, you know. So it was so cute. And I just remember all of these pictures, and they're big, like two feet tall. And yeah. stuck to, like, like, paint sticks so kids could hold them Fun. up and down. And they were, I just remember them being in our kitchen. <laughs> Oh, kitchen dining room. My mom's a teacher, so we had a lot of those kinds of things, little prompts yeah. here and there, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's so fun to know now that it was so tied. To, like, as a kid, you don't, we didn't know that, but it, what a beautiful thing to know how tied it was to our faith, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, the 12 Days of Christmas, the book in North Dakota, is, is really just a, a little, uh, Henry is... Um, writing a letter to his cousin Piper, who lives in the South, and inviting her to Christmas, and they go on an adventure for 12 days across the state. So that's what it's about. It's kind of like just a little travel travel journal kind yeah. of thing. And he, he writes back to his parents, telling about all the wonderful sights he's seen. So that's, that's it. And they do stop in Richardson at the yes. Abbey. So that's the one little religious connotation I slipped in there. <laughs> yes, and um, Richardson is on, on the way to Belfield, where my where, where we, and every once in a while, we would stop there and get wine, but that is not what Henry oh, does. Oh, we stopped for sausage. In the book, we yeah. Through. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that would have changed the story a little bit. So, well, mm-hmm, thank you mm-hmm. so, well, we're going to go to Aaron here quick for our preview of our next show, 
Aaron, what's coming? On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Tom O'Keefe and Steve Splonskowski coming to you live from our new Fargo studio. Their guests will include Devin Shad, leader of the Men's Retreat at Maryville this January. They will also speak with Michael Lofton, author of Why I Left the Catholic Church for Orthodoxy and Why I Came Back. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live Thursday, which is the fourth day of Christmas from <laughs> 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Oh, thanks, Erin. So I, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, well, and and Roxanne, you weren't listening probably earlier, too, because you've been with your family all day, but um, we also talked about our favorite Christmas movies. So Aaron has been on the radio a lot today, and you know, because you've hosted with Aaron, he does such a nice job, so yeah, normally yeah. we hardly hear him. Right, exactly. And today we Good to hear out. from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So can I can I do a quick shout out? Yes, I have a um, I have a podcast coming out and it's called um, Matters of Soul Importance. It, it launches January fifth. So if anyone wants to hear some fun conversations, um, they can look that up. Matters of Soul Importance. Awesome. And where could they find it? It will be on the forum website under podcasts. I'll do it through them, but um, you can probably just Google Matters of Soul Importance and. It should pop up, hopefully. Wonderful. Well, that's great to hear. Well, thank you so much for calling in from Bismarck today, and I hope you get your keys and you drive them safe. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Roxanne. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you You too. too. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks, Aaron, for a great show, and Blake, who called in, and Father Metzger, and Steve Ray, and Roxanne, and thanks to all of you for celebrating with me on the second day of Christmas and the Feast of St. Stephen. And talk to you soon. Come back on Thursday. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.